This is the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show Christmas Special 2015 Edition. I'm Eric Renner King Fisk. Jason Casano and Doug Palumbo are on their way to the Wookiee homeworld of Kashyyyk to take part in a Life Day celebration when they come under fire by the evil Empire. This special also stars B. Arthur, Art Carney, Diane Carroll, and a very special appearance by Boba Fett in a special cartoon created just for this special. This time on the show, my two co-hosts, Jason Cousino and Doug Palumbo, and I get into the Christmas spirit by talking about some of our favorite things about the season. But for me, the funniest part of this podcast is when we talk about the Christmas specials and songs that we really hate and why. We also poke fun at the historically bad dialogue in one of our favorite Christmas films. As always, we go off the rails. It's the Fedora Chronicles tradition, especially on the forums. We get on a topic, and the next thing you know, we're talking about something totally different. As I bet you've already heard countless times before, if you want to support the Fedora Chronicles radio show, one way you can do it is just clicking through to Amazon on any of our various links on the website. Get your shopping done, and at no extra cost to you, we get a little affiliate bonus, just a way to keep the lights on and the drinks flowing. Not only is it holiday time, it's also NPR pledge drive time. If you've been listening to National Public Radio, I bet you have heard them beg constantly for money in between programs. Well, if you're thinking about supporting them, think about supporting us instead. We're funnier, we're better looking, and we appreciate you a lot more than they do. You can support us by dropping by paypal.me slash fedorachronicles and donate as much as you want. Think about how important this podcast is to you and and put a monetary value on it and, and, and pledge that. You can also subscribe to the Fedora Chronicles radio show via iTunes, either by clicking our link on our web pages or by searching for us at iTunes. We are also featured on Player FM and many other podcasting listing services. And if you find a podcast listening service and they don't have us linked, well, make a suggestion. Spread the word. Spread the joy. Tis the season. As always, the music and the links for this podcast can be found on the index page. Just go to the fedorachronicles.com slash podcast, click the link to the show's specific individual page, and you'll find information about this show and others there. The index page is also a great place to go to catch up on past shows. That's fedorachronicles.com slash radio. Finally, you can follow us on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and obviously the Electric Speakeasy Forum. Give us a shout via social media. We love hearing from you. All right, enough about that. Let's get on with the holiday party. Jason Cousineau and Doug Palumbo. Well, so here, so here's a question: Who is who is texting me right now? Okay, stuffing his face. Chase, we're going to talk about Jay behind his back before he gets in here. Oh, Jay's coming in. I, Jay's planning on coming in. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Are we going to are we going to talk about the favorite holiday traditions, or are we going to talk about um, uh, you know, something else? Uh, I I'm going to leave it up to you guys. I can go either way. I bet you can. <laughs> um, yeah. he, when, when, when is he supposed to be on? He says that he's stuffing his face now. Yeah, I'm stuffing my face. Hold on, let me finish eating real quick. No. Close the door of the room, or there'll be a whole lot of background noise. Hold on. Oh, we don't care. <laughs> this is the pre-show. 
Oh, so so we have so many topics to talk about, and I have the I have you guys together for the first time since Comic Con, I think. Okay. All right. So what we really wanted to do was talk more about the history of um of the property. That's topic number one. Okay. Topic number two, and I I don't know if you guys want to do this or not. We could talk about what's going on in the news right now, but the thing is, is that uh, we 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 just did a serious show on Common Core. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the listeners would tolerate two serious shows in a row. Or well, I also don't think that um, that there's really much we can say about what's going on in the news right now in terms of like the shooting in um, San Bernardino. We might as well just have a show about the current state of uh, what people think of uh, gun control and what could be done to you know curb the violence in America, but. I think you're right. I think we need to go a little lighter. I, I don't want to lose our one listener in in, in Antarctica. So I'm we'll, very proud of the fact that we have a listener in Antarctica. I, I don't know why that just makes me so happy. There's not a lot of podcasts that have listeners in Antarctica. I'm just saying. Yeah. People would rather listen to three guys in fedoras and an Irish cap. Uh, Wouldn't that be four guys, but really only three? Well, yeah, I know. I know. People are, like, desperate for something light and fun. Well, I think it's, you know... Listen, I'm not saying that we can't talk about serious things on the show, but that's what t- that's what the news is for. They can find that on their own. Yeah, you know, you know. At least every once in a while, let's let's try to just entertain people. I think I think that that's a gr- that's a brilliant idea. Thank you. I'm a brilliant guy. I know, I know. It is the beginning of the, the holiday season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I thought that the first thing that we would talk about favorite holiday traditions. Holiday traditions that you hate, Christmas carols, and Christmas carols you can't stand. And then we'll wrap it up with what what we hope we get for Christmas. I don't know. All right. Before we start talking about Christmas, let's get uh, all the post-Thanksgiving chit-chat out of the way first. So the thing that I can't stand about Thanksgiving, um, other than the fact of just like really sort of like the awkward... What are you doing? Well, what are you doing? Are you going over to their parents? Are you coming over here? And then there's the invites that you never get. That That's the one thing I hate about Thanksgiving. And I, I openly say that. Um, and I, I haven't I haven't had um, a Thanksgiving with my entire extended family, meaning my brother, sister. Yeah, my brother, sister, and mother since 1991 or 92. That's a, You know, I don't remember the last time I've had it with my mom or my sister or my brother because we've lived apart for so long when, when you're younger you think oh we'll be together forever we'll always reunite for thanksgiving and then you get older and you get married and you get drunk at your mother's 60th birthday party and it, it never ha- it never works out it never happens you know and it was just, i think it's i just think it's kind of sad whereas like a promise that that you that you made yourself to your childhood um it's not fulfilled. And I, I don't know if I can fix that or if I should fix that. I don't know what to say. You could always try. Eh, you know what? I think that when Carol and I get the addition, I think that I think that, that, that we will. But what about you? What do you love and hate about Thanksgiving, Doug? Um, depending on where I am, like uh, we were going to go to um, Virginia this year for Thanksgiving. We It didn't work out uh, with our schedule. So we stayed home and went to my cousin's house here in New Jersey and... Um, it was a pretty subdued Thanksgiving. Usually it's a little more uh, uh, rowdy, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Just we usually have about 30 people and, uh, you know, big family. And uh, 
lots of friends that come over and um and you know it's a very warm and inviting house and uh you know but it was a it was kind of calm this year about 20 or so people and uh you know uh traditional we went traditional because i come from an italian family Mm -hmm. and uh on my father's side and so you know usually we have a lot of italian fare but this year was quite traditional uh you know turkey and ham um salmon uh wow salmon yeah yeah sure oh wow um um that sounds awesome so the thing is is that my wife is an awesome cook your wife's awesome she really is she's she's far better than i deserve and she's in Chicago now, so you know that I really mean that because she's not she's not holding a gun to my head like she usually does. And um, for 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 me, it's like when leftover times comes around, we run out of my wife's gravy. You you could you could put my wife's gravy on anything, and it makes any everything infinitely more better. And when we run out of the gravy, and then we have to eat the like the dry turkey and stuffing, I I hate that. But yeah, go ahead. No, it's fine. Um, but when we go to Virginia, it's just because my uncle's house in Virginia it's um, was built before or around the time of the Civil War, and uh, you know they've added on and you know kept the original house, just added on to it, and uh, it's just you know lovely and traditional. And um, they have a neighbor that usually comes up and uh, she makes an oyster stuffing because oh. oysters and crabs are big in that area blue crabs and oh, yeah. holy, holy cow man oyster stuffing it just it's so good and you know uh, food I like food and um, you know the there are you know traditional things that you know we eat as a family and then there's you know traditional things that are you know like turkey that you usually eat but just the uh, the the communion of family and food and you know laughing and just having a good time i i really like thanksgiving yeah yeah Thanksgiving's actually my favorite holiday and it's not just because my birthday's usually around that same time i mean it's to me it's something that is um i don't want to say uniquely but definitively american it's just the whole you know whether or not the traditional story is true i don't really give a happy crap just the whole concept of taking one day to get together with family and and or friends and just giving thanks and just being thankful for what you have i think that's something that we as americans if we i if it's not something that really defines us it should be yeah and i from everything i've read growing up and everything i was told all the stories that i've heard from my my grandparents everything else it just that seems like a very definitive American trait. I think that the most amazing part is listening to what the kids are thankful for. Like to to hear what my sons are thankful for, and to hear them go through their <laughs> go through their mental lists, and then yep. and then they'll interrupt somebody else with, "Oh, I forgot." Uh. <laughs> Like uh, like my son Tumble said, I'm thankful for the fedora that Daddy ordered for me from Hats Direct, Akubra. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so the pressure's on. Now I have to get him his own fedora. Okay. Okay. 
And of course, he, and of course, he was home today when the delivery person showed up. So of course, he's like, "That's my menorah." <laughs> I've I've never seen anybody rip through cardboard like that before. By the way, hey, thank you. Hats directed did show up actually earlier than than predicted. So thank you. So yeah. Um, so um, on, on a side note, uh, you, you don't have to say how much, but are children's hats as expensive as adult hats? Uh, he's wearing a, sm- a a small adult hat. Oh, so he was wearing an adult. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I wear a small adult hat. Yeah, my son wears a large. Yeah, not me. Kid's got a melon, man. I'm telling you. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I always have to get extra large hats. Really? Yeah. You know what they say about people with really large heads? What? What? You tell me, Eric. What do they say? They have a hard time finding hats. That's right. Big heads. Ah. Anyway, what? Uh, let's see. What else? What is your least favorite Christmas carol or song? or, you know, um, audible uh, tradition. We're talking about the worst, right? Well, not the worst, but your least favorite. Least favorite Christmas carol. You guys are going to have to go first because I already have mine picked out and I could go on for for a while. I got mine. (laughs) Uh, Mine is a very popular one, I think. Whenever I tell people it's my least favorite, they always give me a hard time, but I really don't like Feliz Navidad. Really? It's just something, yes, yeah, something about it. It's just maybe because I hear it. It's the one song, even over like Jingle Bells. It's the one song that I hear all the time, and it just, um, it just gets under my skin, and it's just, I don't. It's like, uh, it's a Christmas song, but it's not like a traditional Christmas song. It's more poppy, and that's yeah. okay. But I just. I, I actually have have two, maybe three. Um, one that drives me up a wall, and I am so grateful that I live in Utah because I've never heard it since I've come to Utah, is Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> I despise that song. Why? Oh, I, I just, the whole, I don't know, I just, I don't, I don't like the, the sound of it, the music. Um, I don't like the guy, the one guy that they that they have singing it. The way he does the the donkey just gets on my nerves. I just I can't stand that song. Hello? What was that? Hello? Oh, that you you. I thought I hit mute on the. Did you sneeze? Was what the... that what? What was that? Can, Doug, can next you time now? you fart, can you please put it on mute? That was that was disturbing. We're gonna have to put up the explicit tag on this one. <laughs> No, yeah, that was a, that, Doug. That's a, a dish. It was a dish uh, soap commercial, as a matter of okay. fact. <laughs> I thought I well, had what, the microphone on mute, but what apparently exactly I had it on mute. Using the dishwasher for? I mean, well, uh... let's just let's just say, <laughs> let's just leave that to the imagination. Let, let's <laughs> let, let's just say the husband was was good. Your dishwasher with cascade pot. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I hate. That's the one I hate. Oh my! Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there you go, Jay. Anytime. Anytime. With la la la. <laughs> All right. And I go. apologize because I know that that's an Italian American classic and you probably grew up listening to it, Doug, but I just. No, not really. I don't I've never like heard of Doug. I've never heard of that before. Really? I sw- oh, my gosh. It's like every tenth song when they turn on the Christmas music just after Halloween. 
that one You're radio station that plays channel. it all. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely am. But it's annoying as crap. Oh my god. But anyway, um, the know. other one I don't like is I don't remember who sings it, but it's um. Uh, Father Christmas, Father Christmas, give us your money. I don't like that song. I don't know that one. Yeah, that's that's it's kind a, of it, a, it's, it's it's one seventies one. It's one that they play on uh, BBC a lot. If there's any um, any holiday Christmas special, mm-hmm. um, it's they always play that on any sort of like BBC Christmas. And I think that's the Kinks. I think it's the Kinks. Yeah. Um, I know it's like an early 70s British Invasion band. Yeah, it's the Kings. Yeah. I would almost... Um, the other one I hate is actually the Beatles song. Um, or maybe it's not the Beatles. I don't know. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Band-Aid. I hate that song. I hate that song. Any song that's designed to make me feel guilty on Christmas, can't stand it. It's just counterintuitive to the holiday for me. I was driving around and they were playing that song on one of the Sirius XMs and it's like, and there'll be no snow in Africa this Christmas time. When has there ever been snow in Christmas time in Africa? The very extended South Africa, they get snow, but I don't think anywhere else in Africa gets snow. Is this the same African um, region of Africa where the, the unladen um, swallows can carry coconuts? Yes. Oh. Um, only underneath the dorsal guiding feathers. <laughs> they have to have it on a line. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's yours? You're serious, right? Yeah. What's, what's, your, what's your worst? Okay. Well, first, first, first and foremost, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman and Dashing Through the Snow. Jingle Bells. Well, no, Jingle Bells is a Christmas song because it's well, Jingle Bells. Th- those are those aren't Christmas songs. Those are those are winter songs. Those are winter fable songs because they have nothing to do with Christmas or the birth of Christ or anything like that. They're 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 yeah. they're winter pagan holiday songs, and I'm okay with that. I'm not saying I don't like them. I'm just saying they're just they're just not Christmas songs. But the one air quote. Christmas song I cannot stand is Andy Williams Happy Holidays because it is it is so cynically produced it's like it's it's very saccharine and antiseptic it's like and anything by Andy Williams is already um, saccharine but it's this happy holidays happy holidays Happy holidays this Christmas. It's 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 so Ricky Las Vegas. It's not even funny. I have a new least favorite song now. <laughs> Actually, I'd love to hear Richard Cheese give that a good rendition. I think that would be that would be awesome. Who's Richard Cheese? You've never heard of Richard Cheese? No. Oh my gosh. Um. All right. Hopefully this doesn't like square scar anyone for life. I've got to get this up. YouTube. Also, send me the link so I will, I'll, I'll put it into the show. Richard Cheese. Uh, you just send him the link.
God, Becky. Look at her butt. It is so big. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You are the brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Oh my god, I love that. I love that. Yeah, he takes he takes modern day songs and then gives them the lounge act routine. He does Baby Got Back, Ice Ice Baby, um, Beat It, Insane in the Membrane, Rock You Like a Hurricane. Um, he does one Funky Monkey. <laughs> Send me the link. All right. I got it. <laughs> oh. So, um... Uh, so we all have our least favorite least favorite Christmas songs. So does that mean that we have to do our our favorite Christmas songs? I don't know if I have one. Jay, I know I do. Jay's got a favorite Christmas song. Of course I do. And actually mine has changed um because of some cuz I still listen to, you know, I have teenagers, so I listen to some of the more modern music. So here, let's do the See, I don't. I have teenagers, I don't. I mean, I just, I can't stand it. You have more patience than I do. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite Christmas song. I really don't. Um, if if I do, I like traditional music. Um, like like when we go to church, you know, um, depending on what time we go. Yeah. Like if it's the earlier mass, um, they ha- they play more traditional music, and I like that. The, the later in the day mass is like, you know, like 9.30 or 11 o'clock. Sometimes um, it's more uh, new age and poppy with like, you know, they might have a guitar. Or they'll just sing like non-traditional hymns. And I, my, even my wife knows I don't like that. And now that they're bad songs or they're bad musicians because they're not, it's just that I like tradition. So when it comes to my favorite, it would have to be probably something more along the lines of a, uh, you know, classical rendition of whatever that song is and not like a modern take on it. Like one of the things like I I can't freaking stand are like the like the novelty songs like John Bon Jovi back in the late 70s singing Merry Christmas R2D2. Like um yeah. that I, I don't remember that one at all. Oh, I and oh I I, don't, I, I, I thought that was a drunken memory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've I've been drunk many times. I've never had one that bad. I, that, that's something I'd like to give my brain a silk wood shower to see if I can get rid of it. I need mental floss to get rid of that. That's just awful. Yeah. That's not good. Wow. I don't know that. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. No, don't. Don't. <laughs> I guess that means insert song here. I will no. I will insert the song later. Trust me. I don't want to lose you guys anymore. So I, I, the thing is, is that there's this young lady. She's, um, I don't even know. I don't think she's an opera singer. She's just a really popular singer. Kathleen Jenkins. And she does this great song called Abigail Song. And I'm going to enter it into the podcast right now. It is such an incredibly emotional, powerful song. And um, don't hold it against me, but it was introduced to the American public via a a Doctor Who special and the character that she played in the show. Of course it was. 
and now and and now it's it's um it's actually one of carol's favorite christmas songs too so well, that's like uh christmas shoots that's another one that's fairly recent um i want to say in like seven years ago is the first time i heard it christmas and, shoes yeah christmas shoes it's a country song okay. and it's kind of entered into the the lexicon of christmas music and it's basically of course it's a country song so someone's gonna die um, it's about this guy who is going out and picking up a last present and there's this dirty kid in front of him and he's got a pair of shoes and he's buying these shoes and he's he's short for paying for the shoes and he explains that he's buying these shoes for his mom who's dying and even though they're dirt poor he wants to buy her these shoes so that she'll look pretty when she sees Jesus and it's it i call it an onion song because it you know it activates the tear ducts <laughs> and it's uh it's just it's well sung well done it, it it's another just just a good song not one of my favorites but a good song see i mean i don't mind i don't mind um some genre songs like that like country christmas songs i don't mind those yeah. you know the, like the genre, but the ones that i can't stand are like the novelty songs like i had said before with um a very young John Bon Jovi singing Merry Christmas R2D2 or yeah. and it was and um, the, the thing is is that Alvin and the Chipmunks were uh, the, the first Christmas album that was that was actually funny that was hysterical but then when it became tried to become like a franchise that pissed that sort of cheesed me off I don't know sometimes they Hollywood starts looking too much at the bottom line I think and rather than some well, things I business. think need to be it is a business and yeah. they have to be aware of the bottom line but I think they sometimes they they sanitize things too much you know well, they and sacrifice like the, the chip, art for the money exactly and it's the art that draws people in not anything else you know what I mean because there were people that absolutely hated Alvin and the Chipmunks when it first came out but it was kids liked it you know people with kids at the time you know they liked it because their kids liked it and it has since grown a lot over the time. Yeah, I don't know. I, it was just Alvin and the Christmas song. Um, you know, um, all I want is a hula hoop. And then it turned into this this Saturday morning juggernaut. And then they have like the the Alvin and the Chipmunks reboot. Um, yeah. By the way, the squeakle is um, it should be labeled as a war crime. <laughs> all the other Alvin the Chipmunk shipwrecked, they're all they should all be designated war crimes. Which gets me to another topic. Okay. Okay. War crimes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um holiday movies. Ooh. Holiday we watched, movies. Uh, we watched for the because my boys are older now. And uh, we were looking for a movie to watch the other night. And I forget who it was that mentioned it, but we wound up watching uh, Die Hard first Die Hard. Perfect Christmas <laughs> movie. Which is a Chris, it takes place on Christmas Eve. Yep. And uh, they loved it. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it didn't quite live up to my memory, but I still like it uh, a lot. <laughs> and um, but I have to say that my favorite Christmas movie uh, is either uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Of course. Of course. Or uh, A Christmas Story. Um... My wife used to, yeah. My wife used to hate a Christmas story because she'd only ever seen parts of it, and it was one of those things because they play it back to back on Christmas until like New Year's. Um, 
she'd only ever anytime she ever walked in the room and it was on it was like one of three scenes so she was completely annoyed by it and then they have a place out here that shows movies and then they like serve you dinner as you're watching the movie and they had the Christmas Carol there and she was like you know what I've never seen it let's go watch it so we went and we saw it and she thought it was fun I'm meh about the whole thing it's it's I think it's a decent movie. I'm not a big fan of Miracle on 34th Street either. Um, Scrooged with Bill Murray. I enjoy that. I think that's a good movie. My favorite Christmas movie is actually the Lord of the Rings series. Um, and I say that because it was a tradition for the three years that they came out that me, my wife, my sister and her husband, and some friends of ours would all go to the movies and watch those movies on Christmas Day. My parents would babysit the kids. Oh my, wow. Yeah. So it was awesome. Well, that's the thing. A awesome. Christmas movie doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, uh, like about Santa Claus or something like right. that. It can be what you feel inside, and clearly that counts. Well, hey, here's a, here's a Christmas movie that I think everybody can agree on. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's a great movie. <laughs> If any of you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? Uh, that's, I... that's why the terrorists hate us. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's why they want to kill us. You've murdered Christmas! Um, no, I... I... I'm not too fond of that one, actually. What? My favorite, my favorite Christmas movie. Hold on, of hold all on. Time. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not overly fond of it. I don't know. It just maybe. I think it's one of those things where your first experience with it, it colored your enjoyment of it thereafter. Sure. The first time I saw it was not under good circumstances. It was one of those things where. I was in the military. A bunch of us were going out to see the movie. I had had a really, really, really crappy day, and it didn't do anything to lighten my mood. So I'm like, screw that thing. I you know what I mean? That's sad. That's that's sad. That's almost as sad as the story Phoebe Cates tells in the movie Gremlins, another really good Christmas movie, about why she, she hates Christmas. And I'm going to enter that audio into this podcast right now. <laughs> It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were, were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. So Mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. 
four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire. And that's when I noticed the smell. Firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead, they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve, his arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck, died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. They're actually making a sequel to Gremlins. Uh, uh, yeah. If they, here's the thing. If you, if you cannot, they're trying to get the same actors that were in the original, too, because yeah. they want to have it be their kids. If you cannot get the original gizmo, then I'm not going to watch it. It's dead to me. Wasn't he an extra on the last Star Wars movie? I don't know. I don't. I'll have to check out Gizmo's IMDb page. <laughs> do we? Do we? Do we have to address the elephant in the room about um, Phoebe Cates' monologue in Gremlins about how how why she hates Christmas? Or are we just going to let no. that one go? Honestly, I don't. I don't even remember, remember that monologue. Well, the thing. Well, the thing is, is that well, I since I just inserted it into um, the podcast pre-production, although you guys didn't hear it, she explains why she hates Christmas because it's the day that her dad died, and that he had a, a he was dressed up as Santa Claus and he was going to come down the chimney, but he 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 got caught up and he tripped and he fell and he broke his neck. <laughs> So and then 25 uh, years later, Tim Tim Allen says, "Oh, I'll do a twist on that." <laughs> so the thing is, so, so here here's the here's the guys missing for like a couple of days, and for whatever oh. reason they're cold, <laughs> so they turn, so they so they start a fire in the fireplace, no. and the house oh. fills with smoke. <laughs> And then the firemen come and they find her dad. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, you're a horrible human being. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. And, and, and here I am in the movie theater and I'm watching this for the first time. And everybody is like all kind of choked up and I'm dying there laughing. <laughs> Her father gets her father gets stuck in the chimney. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Uh, oh, that's I'm, wrong, dude. That oh, the, kid, wrong. The, the, the kids hear me, they think that I'm having a fit or I'm having a stroke or a heart attack. <laughs> okay, no daddy's fine. He's just Oh. Oh. Oh, I'm telling you. And nobody but Phoebe Cates could deliver that line, that monologue, the way she does. I'm going to have to uh, watch it now. It's been a long time. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Mark that for YouTube later. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Uh, did no, you? My favorite like, Christmas uh, movie is actually The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about that, but I, I can understand why you would like that. That is that that's right up your alley, Jay. Yeah. That that really is that yeah, that makes that makes you know what that makes more sense being your favorite Christmas movie than the Lord of the Rings movies. Although I understand that you have Christmas nostalgia attached to those right. movies, but they're not really Christmas movies. I know what you mean. I and I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, it's it's funny though because like for me, I don't remember Christmas movies so much as I remember the Christmas specials. I remember getting so excited in my parents' house because they'd have you know the special would the little introduction to all the specials would come on and be like yeah, like the oh, CBS logo exactly the CBS yeah. logo and then it had yeah. special remember it spun around yeah yeah. And uh, we'd come in and we'd all watch those old Wrinkling and Bass classics, you know, Frosty's Snowman, um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, what was even it? Charlie the one Brown. That's... Yeah, even Charlie Brown. Especially Charlie Brown. Oh yeah, and what I kind of what I liked about it was I remember the Santa Claus one, and Mickey Rooney was doing the voice of Santa Claus, and I remember him talking about and tying all of this Santa Claus mythology into the birth of Christ and that was just you know oh I, yeah 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 I know where they show show him as a young young Santa yeah. without a yeah. beard yeah yeah I remember that one yeah you know I think and, it's called Santa Claus is coming to town yes yes that's it but the introduction by was it um Fred Astaire uh, let's just say yeah. yes. Is it Fred Astaire or Burl or Ives? I'm not sure which. No, Burl Ives was Frosty. Burl Ives or, was right. or, or Rudolph. It was, it was Rudolph, yeah. So I think it was Fred Astaire. But yeah, no, it's I, I remember that because just like with the, the Peanuts Christmas, that monologue that Linus gives, which is actually just a reading from, I think it was Matthew, where he talks about, lo, they find him in the manger and the angel appears to the shepherds in the fields. It really was a nice way to remind people that, hey, look at the word, it's Christmas. It's the mass of Christ. This is a celebration of Christ. You know, it's the reason for the season in, in modern parlance. And I know we're politically incorrect for actually mentioning that. And we should all be ashamed of our, our racist and bigot overtones because we actually believe that we should love one another. But those are memories that as a child formulated my opinions about Christmas and the Christmas season. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and the thing is, I, I think that, that some of the, as crazy and as corny as this sounds, some of, I think some of those specials actually made us better kids during the Christmas holidays because they were reminders. It's okay. It's not about the toys. It's, yeah. it, it's, it, it, it's, it's all about like family and, Christ and the message of, you know, love each other. Yeah, that's that's what it was really all about. Um, I think that the one Christmas special that will live in infamy, I think, the Christmas holiday, the Star Wars Christmas holiday special. <laughs> I have that. I have that on DVD. I think Harrison Ford does some of his best acting in that. <laughs> that's saying a lot. <laughs> 
with me just because he doesn't storm off the set going, what did I sign up for? You could, you could tell, you could tell he's pissed. <laughs> you could, you could tell that Harrison Ford is like, look, you can, George, you can write this, but you can't make the, the, uh, you can't make the actor say it. And it was just like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just so bad. Yeah. Say what you want about George Lucas and, you know, how he's meddled with whatever. I mean, but the one thing he did that was really good was the fact that he had tried to hide that from public consumption, you know, for so long. And the thing is, from what I understand, George Lucas had nothing to do with the holiday special. That's why oh, he really? had to try to hide it, I think. Wow. When you have B. Arthur and Art Carney in the same show and they're t trying to talk, you know, Star Wars... You got that's that's your problem, and you got the grandpa Wookie with no teeth. <laughs> I mean, I come on, that. come on, really, 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 really. He's got a son named Scratchy. Hey, now come on, let's lay off Scratchy, okay? And that, the he, fact that I know all that, I should be oh, ashamed of myself, and I am. You you should be suitably ashamed. But then again, I can recite the entire Christmas Bride or the uh, Princess Bride from memory, so yeah. You're not the only one. I mean, the Princess Bride is an awesome movie, one of the best movies ever made. Oh yeah. But the fact that I can, I actually won $150 when I was on the boat because I was bragging about how I knew all the lines, and actually made bets with people, and they put in the movie, turned off the sound, and I provided all the voices throughout the entire thing. Very cool. What were we talking yeah. about the last on the last podcast, uh, Doug, about uh, fanboys? Uh-huh. Hey, hey. Listen to, listen to that episode. There's no yet. such thing as a fanboy when it comes to The Princess Bride. I there are people who know that it's a good movie, and then there's those who are condemned to hell for being communists. <laughs> is there, like, is there, oh, like, a really, really bad um, holiday movie that, in retrospect, like, you shouldn't have done this? I don't know about anything as embarrassing as the Star Wars special, but um, I mean, you know, as a, you you rewatch stuff as an adult and you go, "Wow, that's pretty crappy." You know, I can't believe I liked that as a kid. But again, it's not the material; it's the nostalgia of it. And you know, it's not like what you're watching; it's who you're watching it with originally, or where you were, like you're in Grandma's house, or you know, or you know, and Grandma's gone now, or you know, whatever the case may be. That's usually what what fuels our our. Um, our nostalgia for something and like we were talking about in the last show with you know movies um you know nostalgia plays a big part and you know if you really look at some of these movies uh, most of them are kind of awful and uh you know like rudolph and frosty i mean they're they're good as you know for for kids but like you know like santa's a jerk oh in, in rudolph? rudolph and you yeah. know it's like it's like a racist uh you know they're just all nasty people. And, really? Uh, reindeer, for that matter. But, oh, yeah. you know, it's but it's a kid's show. And, you know, if you look at it from a kid's point yeah, but, of view, it's good. But the whole but thing. At the, at the same time, though, think about it. When you were that, when you were young, when you were like, you know, I don't know, 5, 8, 10, that area, right? Kids were flaming a-holes, man. Yeah. They are so brutal. And, like, I was, I was always kind of small for my age. You know, a bit of a geek, didn't necessarily get along well with others. So I was I was a bit of an outcast growing up. So yeah. I definitely identified well, yeah. You know, as you get older you find alcohol and you don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> alcohol. 
<laughs> you, you find other but, outcasts that are just like you and yeah you you find your niche you know or you you grow out of it and you just realize people are a-holes and it doesn't matter what they think anyway exactly but i really identified with rudolph oh yeah felt like he didn't belong you know what i mean and it i didn't think of it as a kid as if oh they're being awful i thought of it as oh that's just like the kids in my school exactly you know what i mean exactly when you watch it as an adult that's when you go wow they're awful yeah yeah you forget you know but you're right about you know it it shows that you know if you persevere and you just stay true to yourself forget what they want you stay true to yourself you know things will work out for you in the end usually if you know what, you can just stick with it well here's the, here's the thing that I never understood about the whole Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer thing whereas it's like after being mistreated for all all these years they didn't let him play with the um, play reindeer games and all like that when it came right down to it how come Rudolph didn't say you know what you fat bastard what are you going to do for me? How are you going to make me whole again? Yeah, you, you snow, you bastard. What, what's to keep me from saying, no, I'm going to join the circus? I, I don't, I'm a flying reindeer. That was, that was the sequel when he joined the circus. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, was he so starved for attention and after years of abuse, he said, oh, sure, Santa, I'll do anything. Well, that's where I think the the real message of the of the entire story is. I mean, the, it's just a stupid holiday song, but or seasonal song, but he did the right thing because it wasn't about him; it was about the kids. He wasn't doing that for Santa. He was doing that because of what Santa does. Santa delivers joy and happiness to children all over the world. All the green. Oh, 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 oh hold on, hold on, hold so on. Time out. Just not mutant reindeer. Hold on, hold on. Time out here. And and all the misfit, all the misfit toys. Don't forget the misfit toys. Well, you, well, you, well. Now hold on a second here, because the thing is, is that let's be honest, because Santa Claus is a bit of a racist, elitist snob because he only delivers toys to the kids he likes, only the kids that are on his favorite list. And he doesn't drop off toys for the Jews, and he doesn't drop off toys for the Muslims or the Buddhist kids. Um, well, of course, they don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't celebrate Christmas. And have you noticed that Santa Claus leaves more toys for the rich kids than he leaves for the poor, to, for, for the poor <laughs> kids? Don't let me break out Krampus, man. Don't yeah. let me or Knackles. Well, you know who Krampus is, right? Oh, yeah. Because the thing is, is that um, I think it was Donald E. Westgate. Um, I might be mispronouncing his uh, his last name. I'm going to look it up and I'll insert it later. Wrote this um, short story about how we create um, our own gods and devils. And the whole thing about how this one guy who was trying to terrorize his wife and kids came up with the idea of Knackles being this... Um, this uh, this rogue elf who was sick and tired of not getting any of the credit that he deserves. And what Knackles does is that he abducts kids and puts them to work in the in, in coal mines in Ant in Antarctica or Africa or South America or whatever. So Wait, now you're really insulting our one listener in Antarctica. Go ahead. Exactly. So the thing is, is that it's if you don't behave yourself, not only will Santa Claus not come. Santa uh, Knackles will come instead. 
So are right, Knuckles so... and, uh, and and Krampus the same thing, kind of? I I don't think they are. I... No, because Krampus is is older. Krampus dates back to the medieval times, when they believed all households were visited by both Krampus and Santa Claus. Now forget the horror movie that's coming out this year. The Krampus from the traditional legends, he was the one that gave the bad kids bundles of sticks and coal. He was the one that delivered the the quote-unquote presents to the bad kids, the kids who didn't behave themselves. And Santa delivered the good presents to the good kids. They were kind of like a, a partnership, like Laurel and Hardy sort of a thing. And Krampus was, he would depending on how bad the kids were, he would maybe beat them with a stick too. So that's I, not necessarily the origin, but that's kind of the story of Krampus. I didn't know. He was one of Santa Claus's companions. Yeah, it's mostly from, if I remember correctly, Scandinavian areas. And there was another one that they is big in Europe, but over here in America, the PC crowd would go ballistic if anyone started really mentioning it where he was he was a black guy who traveled around with santa claus and he basically did the same thing that krampus did and i'm forgetting what his name is because krampus made more sense to me because it sounds like oh, i got a cramp but i don't remember the other guy's name knackles man i don't think it was knackles knackles was a christmas story by donald westlake and i'm actually going to be is he related to peyton westlake i don't know so, but the first sentence here, and I think that this here is perfect for this sort of um, sci-fi horror um, uh, <clears throat> story. Uh, first sentence, did God create man or does man create gods? I don't know. And if it hadn't been for my rotten brother-in-law, the question never would have come up. My late brother-in-law, Knackles knows. And the whole thing, and the whole thing is, is about how you create you you create this demon out of thin air. You create this this god, as it were. And in the end, I'm not I'm not going to spoil the story. But the thing is, is that something something bad happens to this dad who comes up with the idea of knackles. <clears throat> and it, it is, and for me, as as a as a part time cynic. It's the perfect ending to a really terrific yet horrif horrifying story. You wish you, uh, you wish all of your evil stepdads and rotten brother-in-laws would be abducted by knackles on Christmas Eve. <clears throat> and Phoebe Kate's father actually was so. I, yeah, I think I think that that's what really happened. Yeah. Well, now that the hour is almost up, we're right up against a. A hard break if we want to stay under the hour mark. Um, one of the things that Doug and I started the last time we were on the podcast together is something that we called What's Making You Happy in the World of Retro? And this is something that was started uh, as an inspiration um, on another podcast that I really like um, that's not under the Fedora Chronicles banner is Verity, where uh, these wonderful women who are Doctor Who fans from all over the world talk about what's making them happy in the world of Doctor Who. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask both of you guys, what is making you happy in the world of retro? It could be anything. It could be anything from a brand new fedora that might be coming in the mail. It could be a uh, new period film that is being released. Or um, uh, a classic movie, film noir, that's being released on Blu-ray or you've watched on Amazon. So let's have at it. 
I don't know who who wants to go first. What's making you happy in the world of retro? Why don't you go me... ahead, Doug? All right. I was going to say, I don't really have much for retro, but it just gave me an idea that uh, Steven Spielberg doesn't own the rights to Indiana Jones, which makes me happy because he's saying that there will only be uh, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, and I think that's a mistake. So thankfully, he doesn't own the rights, and he doesn't get to make those decisions. <laughs> so you want them to make more Indiana Jones movies without Harrison Ford? Yes, I do. All right. Actually, along those lines, oh, what the heck is his name? The guy was, he was in Dread. He played Judge Dread in the last movie, Dread. Um, he's from Australia. Carl Urban? Yes. Carl is... Urban's oldest son is named Indiana. He's a huge Indiana Jones fan. He should be the next Indiana Jones. Hmm. Just floating that thought out there because you brought it up and my mind does free association like that. In terms of the uh, the world of retro, you're going to laugh when I say this, or you're going to be like, that's not retro. The release of the new Star Wars movie. Well, Star Wars was the based on the old Flash Gordon serials that George Lucas watched when he was a kid. It's based off of all of those old retro sci-fi. Even the, the scroll in the beginning comes from those old Flash Gordon serials and uh, Buck Rogers and all of that. So Star Wars still being alive and still using those retro elements. I'm thankful that that's coming out, dude. Totally agree with you on that. We need to do an entire show on um, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and I think we should. I think we should do a pre-show before we see the movie, and then do um, an after-show show. Yeah. Um, so. I, are are you seeing it opening weekend? Yes. Okay, because I'm 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 pretty sure I'm not. I won't. I will not spoil anything for you. Okay. Uh, but I will. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We have a timeline. Then we've got to get it done before that. <laughs> right. But I'm going to tell you right now. Kylo Ren is not Luke Skywalker. Oh, I know that. Okay. Just got to get that out there. Oh yeah, def definitely not. I mean, I've heard a lot of the the stupid things you know the all of the hypotheses all this other kind of stuff i'm ignoring pretty much everything although every once in a while i'll go when i see someone getting really really juicy with something i'll go in and spoil it with them <laughs> yeah you're evil i think I, am. I think that uh what's what's making me happy in the world of retro i think it's two things or two or three things well first of all we just saw pictures on radio times that um, the Doctor and River Song reunite for the Christmas special, and the Doctor gets a brand new sonic screwdriver, which looks eerily similar to the one that River Song has in the episode with David Tennant, her second episode, where her character actually died. I know it's it's convoluted, but it's Doctor Who. Hey, okay. Um, <laughs> so, so and that's, this is why I never got into Doctor Who because I didn't start drinking until later in life <laughs> yeah so that's my salute and nod to the women over at Verity um, but the uh, the one thing that is making me happy in the world of retro is um, not only the fact that there's a new Star Wars movie coming out the only thing I have to do now is is just sand it down but I finished my first hat block I, I, oh, nice. I literally, I'm going to actually be posting pictures of this. It's my first hat block that I've ever carved. 
um, and it's uh, I and I know all the mistakes I made with this one. I know that I'm going to um, uh, I'm not going to make the same mistakes twice. So, but I'll I'll be posting pictures of that, and I'm really sort of getting into it. Um, and uh, it's uh, there's something about sawdust, man. It's just there's just something about sawdust. There's just something about working with wood. It's concrete in the in the sense that it's something that you can feel and touch and hold and caress late at night when everybody's asleep. <laughs> I knew a carpenter when I was younger. I was uh I was in like mid-teen years. And I knew this carpenter and I remember asking him one time why he worked with wood and he was about my father's age. He had learned from a guy who was his grandfather's age. So he had learned really the old, old, old ways of doing things. Yep. I said, but why, why carpentry? You know, I'm like, you're a smart guy. Why didn't you do something else? I mean, carpentry's kind of going out. And he's like, because wood, working with wood, you can see the results. It's tangible. And you're working with something that was once alive and turning it into something else that helps those who are still alive. Yeah. You know, it's the it's that for him it was about the whole cycle of life. You know, you're taking a tree, this beautiful tree, it dies, you're taking its remains and you're turning it into something to help out something else. And it's just kind of a, a constant reminder that we we're all here only temporary, but what we do can leave and have an effect on those who come after. Well, you know what? That that uh, I think that that is a beautiful way to end this podcast. Um, and um, I just want to thank um, my two co-hosts, Jay Cousino and Doug Plumbo. I have not laughed this hard together with you guys since uh, since last time we were together at Comic Con. So anyway, thanks guys, and this has been a really incredible show. Got to do this again real soon.